from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shah. Huge, and I mean huge, Friday program. A first-time guest, but a long-time listener. Brent Musburger is going to join us by phone in about 10 minutes. He's really the reason we have the show, Amal. 100% right. Can't wait to have the legend on with us. I'm sure we'll talk about the greatness of Derek Carr and his days at Fresno State. Still waiting for that to materialize some point in time here in Las Vegas. But there's always a possibility. Remember, you always have to keep hope alive. We are going to continue our preview of the NFC South. Today, we're going to take a look at the New Orleans Saints in the back half of the show. Yeah, looking forward to that. I think the Saints team is going to be a little bit more dangerous than people are considering them to be. Uh, I think the question mark at quarterback is going to be the big thing around this team, but I think they've got a shot to make the postseason. Big news today is baseball is back. Of course, it was supposed to be back yesterday. Yankees, Red Sox. Baseball could have owned the day again, but Rob Manfred, no, only schedules one game. This could have been a day where you had three games, you had baseball all day. There were no other sports going on besides the Scottish Open very early in the morning and Concafa Gold Cup. But no, Rob Manfred, once again, just like July 5th, screwed it up. Yeah, Rob Manfred ranks among the top three worst executives I've ever known in any business entity across a variety of business lines. Well, we're excited to have baseball back tonight, and we may have some plays we'll preview tonight's slate. But let's start in continuing our coverage of the opening week lines in the NFL because there's a few games we haven't hit yet, Amal, that I wanted to get to. And I wanted to start at a game in Cincinnati where the Minnesota Vikings Vikings travel to play the Bengals here. 
The road team Vikings are favored by three points here. We've seen this line tick up a bit to from 48 to 48 and a half. I know you're high here on uh, Kirk Cousins having a big bounce back year. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Oh, I'll tell you what, the greatness of Kirk Cousins. You got anything else you want to tell me? You're going to tell me the Westgate ain't handing out free contests this year, free entries? What we else could, you got we for could, me? We could ask Brent about that, but we got a lot oh, to cover. We can't with ask baby, the show Brady baby, Cannon for it? Baby Carr about it. Um, Vikings here at three. Do you like him in a, in a road dog spot here, uh, or is this a pass for you, Amal? Uh, this is going to be a probably a play on Minnesota or no play. No, I'm not sure if the Bengals are ready to go back out there week one with Joe Burrow under center for the first time after the ACL injury in Washington for him to be able to bounce back. This number, I, I don't understand this. You make the Minnesota Vikings a potential to win this division at plus 180. They're only a three-point favorite against the team that's 25-1 to 1 to win their division. I, I mean, you know what's funny? People sit there and pray at the altar of these bookmakers. Do they actually not realize some of these lines are horrendous? Well, that's why I brought this game up, because uh, I thought this was a short price on the road for the Vikings. If this team is truly going to be the second-best team to, to Green Bay this year, this is a spot where I would expect them to be four, four and a half. Well, I would agree with you. And not only that, is this a neutral site game that's a pick between these two teams? No, this game this game will be played in Cincinnati. And also, remember, there's always a op- level of optimism for every team in week one of the NFL season. There's a possibility you get a fired-up crowd there uh, at, what, U.S. Bank Arena. Th- this just surprises me. This line was three. Mike, I honestly, when I saw the line, mm-hmm. I thought the, the teams, in terms of where they were playing, was uh, inversed. I, I I know you did, but it, the game truly is in Cincinnati. Let's move on. Let's move on and talk about the New York Jets at Carolina. The storyline here, of course, um, is the changing of the quarterbacks. And can Sam Darnold come up with something he hasn't been able to do so far in his career in high school and college and with the Jets so far? Can he actually manage a game without turning the ball over and win some football games? He gets a chance going up against a team that won two games and lost 14 last year in his team, the New York Jets. This game, of course, played in Raleigh. Yeah, look, I think Sam Darnold will probably be able to get a win here um, because the Jets still have some issues. And I think Matt Rule's team will be very well prepared, which they were last year in a lot of games. Competitive, Christian McCaffrey back in the mix. Uh, but Sam Darnold, the turnovers are a big problem, always have been with him. I don't think he's necessarily going to be able to uh, eradicate that issue. But this number right now uh, is, what, what's the number here? It, it opened four, now it's up to four and a half. Uh, here with Carolina being the home favorite. Yeah, a little bit too high for me. I'm not laying four and a half with Carolina here. I think the Jets can compete. (laughs) It's amazing to me. Carolina's four and a half against the Jets, but the Vikings are only three against the Bengals. Yeah, that that is. Now, the total here of all, 43 and a half was the opener at DraftKings. It has ticked up half a point to 44 at this time. Uh, No interest in this total early on, but I'll tell you, in the NFL, remember, you got to look towards these overs a little bit more. It's not like the past where you can play unders because the way the games are officiated. I thought that the the hire of Matt Rule was a good hire by Carolina. And I think that if you give him time to develop his own team and you give him, a, you know, a, a, really a coach I think needs a five-year plan through the draft and free agency and then to install his systems and his coordinators to give him a chance to be successful. Let's not forget that McCaffrey was out for a large chunk of the year, who was definitely their best offensive player last year. Yeah, he's going to be back, back. That's huge. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall shot in just five minutes. We will have the living legend Brent Musburger join us by phone. His very first appearance on the Nuts. Dying to ask him about the disagreement he and them all have about a certain quarterback from Fresno State. Let's continue on with our look at game uh, week one lines in the NFL. And let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. They will be home on Sunday night, the, the inaugural Sunday night game this year, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. We see this line is four and a half right now, Amal, with a total 
Down from 51 and a half to 50 and a half. Didn't this line open at seven? Um, six or seven? Six. I, is six. six. Okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's down. I think mm-hmm. uh, still up to four is a good play on the Raiders. If you can get to four and a half, it's definitely a good spot here with the Raiders at home. Um, remember, this would be the first attended game in Las Vegas by fans. You should get a raucous home crowd. Should be a lot of fun from a Raider perspective. But is their defense gotten any better? These guys couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. That was absolutely their problem with the Raiders. Uh, we saw them be able to compete. They actually beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. The game here in Las Vegas came down to who was going to have the ball last because nobody was stopping anybody here. Uh, you know, I look at the Raiders. They were competitive in most games last year. They did get blown out in Atlanta, and the Patriots had their way with them early in the season. They had an offensive team that was probably a top six, top six, seven offense, but I think they had a bottom five defense last year. Uh, you think? You're not certain about that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb a little bit here. Boy, professional journalist here making that little, well, there's a possibility the Raiders' defense wasn't the worst. It was god-awful. They couldn't stop anybody last year, and that's what hurt this team. Now, that's why I also think the offense benefited a little bit because uh, situations they were throwing the ball. Uh, was, you know, Waller was unbelievable, and Josh Jacobs, to me, is a very underrated back. Offensively, they can be dangerous. It really comes down to Carr, what he can do. Can he get the ball to Ruggs, except when the, uh, the Jets are misplaying their defense? I want to t- uh, talk about one more game, Amal, while we have time before we get Brent on. This is a game with the team that you think is going to win the NFC this year and represent them in the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to be hosting the Chicago Bears in week number one, uh, about a touchdown favorite at home in SoFi. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to lay seven initially, but I, I, I probably think I will at the end of the day because, remember, Andy Dalton's going to be starting, which I don't understand what the hell the Bears are trying to accomplish here. I mean, they want to make it look like they're making a hay pace and uh, – Nagy are making a change to get things going so they can save their job in week number four. I mean, it's at some point in time, you know it's going to be Justin Fields. If you watch Andy Dalton play, what the hell gives you a semblance of hope that this guy's got a chance to get three first downs in a row? We had Brian McFadden on the other day. He was great. BMAC talked about, yeah. let's be real here, Justin Fields is your quarterback. Why not start him in week one? Is there a possibility here that you hold him out of week one just because it is the Rams defense he has to, has to be going against? and you're ready to maybe start them in week two or three? Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't think about that scenario, yeah. and that is a great angle you brought up. I, I think that could be something you consider. Also, you don't want him to get killed by Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always nice if you don't kill your quarterback in the first week of the season when you draft him in the first round. And, you know, let's be real here. The Red Rifle's expendable. Uh, you know, you got Nick Foles in there as well, so could be a scenario. But I want to see how camp goes for the Bears. Let's see what happens. I think there's two opportunities here to play the Rams, and I agree with you. I think this the seven here, it, this number remains seven. It's the play. I don't know that, that it's going to tick down. But either you get Dalton, and I, and I think you should lay the seven, or you get Fields in his first game against this defense, which is a reason to lay seven. So I have to be on the Rams here at this point. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think it's too big of a no- I mean, I don't think the number's high enough, really. I, I'm just a little bit leery because it's the opening game of the season. We've been waiting for this day since we debuted this show on January 25th. Brent Musburger, the founder of our network, the guy that really brought Amal and I together, although we were never together, but he brought us together through his use of video and his use of being able to stir the drink with the two of us and create a friendship. And it's the reason we have this show today. Welcome, Brent. Thank you for taking the time. Hey, Mike and Amal. Great, great being with you. Great to listen to you talk about the Rams and the Bears as the season approaches. Uh, man, I, man, I can't wait yet. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, uh, Amal, your, your Buckeyes look pretty strong. I, I, I fear for my, uh, I fear for my tide if those two guys hook up again. You know, in the Final Four, lad. How are you? 
Uh, I'll tell you what, Brent, need to because they can't have another embarrassing loss of by 28 points. Your Alabama Crimson Tide were absolutely unstoppable. They kind of look like the uh, the 2019 LSU team or some of those great Miami Hurricanes teams you covered. Uh, I mean, they were unstoppable. But I'll tell you, Brent, you know what tells me the Buckeyes are going to be pretty good is Chris Olave, the wide receiver and the tight end. Jeremy Ruckert both chose to come back. That tells me the quarterback yeah. room at Ohio State there's a lot of talent there because those guys would have made a decision to probably go pro if that were not the case. Yeah, I think that's I think that's spot on, Amal. I think they said, "Hey, wait a minute, we can do something special. Why not hang in here for another year and uh, and wait to the draft?" I I was surprised uh, that they that they hung around, but I think I think you're absolutely right. They saw talent incoming. Buckeyes have recruited real well, and as you know, the new head coach, of course, was a quarterback once upon a time. So. Uh, so we shall see. And, uh, Mike, uh, you're fighting Irish. I was taking a look. You open with Florida State. Uh, you've got you've to replace some talent that moved on. But what, do you, what did you make of them playing in the ACC last year? And are you happy they're back as an independent? Or did you enjoy them being in a conference? What's your feel, Mike? Well, first of all, I enjoyed them being in the conference. But second of all, Notre Dame needs to play in Florida to recruit there. I, I think that was a tremendous advantage Great. to getting inroads in Florida, and I don't agree with the decision to go back to being a straight independent. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was kind of glad, I, but I wanted to ask you, an alum, because I enjoyed it being at a conference. I'm, I'm sure they didn't enjoy having to play Clemson a couple of times, but but whatever, you know, they got a win against them in uh, South Bend and then lost in the title game. Uh, so, hey, it, it's great to be talking about it again, and, and let's hope we have a, a full season for both the college and, uh, and the NFL going forward. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way Amal, yes, uh, here's a bulletin. Uh, Derek Carr is going to start for us as your quarterback, okay? <laughs> I, I, want you, I want you to know that, okay? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Brent, I've got to address the elephant in the room. You know, several months ago on yeah. this very show, yeah. Amal made some – critical comments of Derek Carr, and you took the opportunity when you were on with Matty Humans on My Guys in the Desert yeah, to address yeah. him. Let's, Jacob, let's go to the tape. Amal Shaw was up the other day trashing Derek Carr, okay? Let me, let me tell you something. Derek Carr had the Raiders in position to sweep the Chiefs, beat the Miami Dolphins, and was competitive in every game except the Atlanta Falcons. They would have gone to the playoffs. It's not Derek Carr. Everybody should get off that, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, Brent, uh, you know, I, I want to give them all equal time here, but, you know, right after your appearance, he, he admitted to me in a moment of humility that he would have taken umbrage with your comments if he knew what the word umbrage meant. I'm all the, the floor is yours. <laughs> very good. Uh, very good there, Mike Palm. You know, he had that joke written out like most of his work. Uh, the reality of it is, Brent, you know, I have to concede one thing. I will tell you, after you made the comments, I went back and looked. And we've had some great spirited debates in the past. And one thing I really respect about you, aside from your knowledge, is you and I are very similar in the sense that we can be steadfast in our position. But when we are wrong, we're willing to concede. And I'll tell you, Brent, I went back and looked at the numbers. And I have to say, I am incorrect in how bad I kind of assumed Carr had been. And I think I'm a little bit off. But I'm not going to necessarily put him at the upper echelon that many other people in town have. Yeah, Amal, I don't disagree with that. You know, he's, he's not as good as, as a Mahomes. Uh, and looks like Herbert might be the real deal. I'm not willing to concede that yet. I still think that I, I would tie Derek and Herbert as the second best quarterback. Uh, but Mike and and Amal, the other elephant in the room. And when I was looking at the uh, circa numbers today on the West, okay, 
it has to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to have the Broncos winning the division at plus 760, those are $100 bets now, and you'd win 760, and I, I'm just taking the circle line off my app, and, and the Raiders to be plus 1,345. Somebody out there thinks Rodgers is going to the Broncos. We, we trashed the Broncos in Las Vegas last year, lit up luck. We beat Bridgewater when he was with the Panthers in the season opener a year ago. And, and to say that the, the Broncos over-under number at Circa is 8.5 on the season, okay, and over is attracting money because it's now minus 130, and the Raiders are only set. Some, somebody has to know something that I don't, okay, because clearly, clearly, the Raiders are in a better position than the Broncos simply because of the quarterback position. Now, the Chiefs are a minus 270, as they should be, with an over-under at 12.5, which I find intriguing, but it is a 17-game season uh, this year going forward. I think the Raiders, over 7 is a great bet, even though it's minus 130. Go over 7 because you get that push on the 7, Okay. And I think that the Raiders, now they've got a tough schedule if you go by the over-under numbers at Circa, and that's how I rate schedules. I, I don't pay any attention to what the teams did last year. There's too many changes, quarterback position, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm Mike and I'm all. I've told my friends, listen, the best bet in the division, the AFC West, is to bet the over seven with the Raiders, even if, even if Aaron Rodgers shows up, okay? Don't be afraid to do that, okay? But, but eight and a half on the Broncos? Eight and a half? You got you, you, It's an automatic under unless Rogers shows up. Well, have you guys been here? Have you guys got inside information that I don't have? No. Is Rogers buying property in Denver? <laughs> Even if he is, he may just hold on to it. He may not be moving there. And Brent, I agree with you completely on a couple of things. First of all, I, I'm with you. Eight and a half under. I also agree on the Raiders over seven because I don't think they're going to be stuck at six wins for the entirety of the season. They're going to exceed that number. Here's the other thing: thing we see Denver twenty-five to one, Green Bay twenty-two to one to win the Super Bowl. I think this is the LeBron James effect from the decision when they were not prepared for him leaving Cleveland to go to Miami, and the same thing with Tampa Bay with uh, last year with Tom Brady at sixty to one. I don't think the book uh, makers want to get caught napping again. Ah, that that could be a hell of a point because I looked at those numbers and I said somebody's got to believe that Rogers is going into Denver, which I guess is still a possibility. I thought originally when it developed, Mike, I thought, oh, Rogers is going back to Green Bay. As he's, you know, he wants to take a little extra time off, not have to show up for training camp. But the further we go into this little thing, and he's a diva, did a great job, my friends tell me, as a host at Jeopardy. And Denver, he's engaged to a guy in California. Uh, Colorado certainly a lot closer to California than Wisconsin is. So, so maybe there is a, a possibility. But listen, well, what do you guys think about Game 5 on Saturday? How about Giannis? My goodness, he's up there with the all-time greats in a couple of these games. Can they keep it going? They're down in Phoenix. I suppose the Suns are, what, three-and-a-half, four-point favorite? I haven't, I didn't check this morning. What do you guys think about Game 5 in Phoenix? Yeah, four points, you're right on. It's, it's four either way when you go back and forth here. But Amal and I have been talking for months about the barometer of the Bucks is Middleton. When Middleton shoots the ball and has big games, right. they win. When he doesn't shoot the ball, Giannis is going to get his, right? They really they really go by Middleton. Uh, Amal has said all along, even when they were down 2 nothing, he thought that this, this series was going 6 or 7 and the Bucks would win. So I give him credit. He was ahead of the curve there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I hope you betted Amal because after that game one loss, you got a big number on the Bucks winning this. I, I told uh, – I was on with Gil 
uh, game one had just started, and uh, Giannis was playing. As you know, he showed up, and he was putting a few points up on the board, and we thought he would just play for a few minutes. And then, goodness gracious, when they go back to Milwaukee, uh, listen, he's up there with Shaquille O'Neal in the finals uh, back in the day and some of the all-time great performances. So I, it's, it's got a chance to be good. And, you know, it looks like Chris Paul's having trouble uh, with that wrist, I think it is. Uh, he hasn't played well. He's turning the ball over too much. So, uh, And, you know, if you take a look at what Phoenix did to get here, Mike and Amal, uh, there was somebody missing from every one of their series, okay? They had a break in every – I'm not taking anything away from them. They're playing really well, but they had the injury advantage. They thought they were going to have in the finals, and, yo, hang on, everybody. Here comes Giannis. That block, that block late in the game against Aiton is one of the all-time great blocks that I've ever watched, coming from behind and getting up on a seven-footer who had a slam dunk to tie it, and then he knocked it away. Brent, I think you make an excellent point on the block. I said to Mike uh, yesterday or two days ago that if the Bucks win this series, this will go down as one of the five greatest plays in the defensive plays in the history of the NBA because this is what really propelled them to win game four and could carry the momentum. I'm just not sure which game Milwaukee wins. I'm very confident they're going to win game six at Fiserv. I'm just not sure if they win five or seven, but I believe the Bucks are going to win this series still. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, but I was on your side before the series began, okay? Uh, and, and as soon as they said Giannis was going to play, I said, if nothing else, you've got to give him a lift here, you know, of some kind. And, and I just thought that, that Phoenix had been living, you know, that kind of journey when everything breaks in your direction. And I said, that can't go on forever. So we shall see. I mean, Booker, he can be erratic, as we know, from uh, back in uh, game three. I think it was when they had him sitting out in the fourth quarter for all those minutes. But he could be prolific, too. We know he can, he can put the 40 up. So we'll see what happens with game five. Brent, we have about a minute and a half left. I want to ask you about Tampa Bay. They're the defending champs. They're the favorites, six to one to win the Super Bowl. They they return all twenty two starters. Of course, Brady takes the hit and they and they manipulate the salary cap. We haven't seen a team in the in the last decade return more than seventeen starters. And the two teams that return the most, the Patriots and the thirteen Seahawks, got back to the Super Bowl. I mean is it going to take some bad health luck for Tampa Bay not to be back in the Super Bowl? I, I would think that uh, that you're spot on, Mike, with that. Uh, now, listen, Brady, not only was he a great player, but let's think about how he went out and recruited players, okay, uh, and got them to come in and sign on with the Bucks, and how he adjusts his salary. And then as they got focused for the Super Bowl, he sent messages to every one of his teammates, telling them how tough it was going to be. Focus, focus, focus. He he was more than just a great quarterback with them, and they get a couple of breaks, in my opinion. Number one, Drew Brees uh, retires. Okay, that's going to make it much easier to sweep the Saints than it would have been had Brees been there. Number two, Sam Darnold shows up to quarterback Carolina. He hasn't proved to me that he can beat a defense like the Bucks have. So I think you're spot on, Mike. I think the Bucks could be back in the Super Bowl. Brent, thanks for the time. It was a real honor. Sorry about these hard outs. See if you can do something about that. <laughs> hey, you guys take care. I love both of you. You're too nuts. You guys are crazy. Goodbye, boy. Thank you very much. We'll take a look at Major League Baseball returning when we come back. That's next on The Nuts.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back into the Nets. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Special thanks to Brent Musburger for joining the show in the first segment. It was terrific. I miss those days, Amal. We were never in studio together except one time on uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl. He surprised me. You came, you came to studio and we talked. But we lived this relationship with each other because I'd be there on Monday, Tuesday, and you'd be there on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Brent had so much fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it was all instrumental. I mean, excuse me, it was all orchestrated by him. Mm -hmm. He was instrumental in getting this show put together. So much appreciation for everything he did. And, you know, you and I both had the opportunity to work for him, with him, mm -hmm. and it's been really a lot of fun. It, it was. Uh, Major League Baseball's back. A couple of uh, seven-inning doubleheaders starting early yeah. this morning today, so it's a a full slate of games, some good matchups, and we wanted to preview a couple of them. Let's go to Cincinnati, where before the All-Star break, we saw a four-game set in Milwaukee. Milwaukee won the first game on Thursday night, and then the Reds won three in a row to draw back within four games in the division. I like the Reds to win this division. Huge series here. Three-game set in Cincinnati. Can the Reds keep their momentum against the Brewers going? Uh, we have Molly tonight against Hauser. Hauser was a late decision. When I woke up at 6 this morning, Milwaukee, off this break, was still undecided about who they were going to pitch. Uh, Molly's been good. Only four earned runs allowed in two starts at Milwaukee this year. This will be his first home start against the Brewers. I thought the Reds were cheap here at 130 at home. Yeah, I tend to agree with you here. Molly has pitched well. And, you know, the one thing that I think we're going to see a little bit of exposure on Milwaukee going forward is the lack of offense. Uh, this team has just not been able to do it offensively. And until they really show some consistency, Mike, I can appreciate why you like Cincinnati win this division. I mean, look at the lineup 
And look at this team right now. You just don't have anybody hitting with any kind of consistency when you look at Milwaukee. That's the big problem with them right now. Well, I look at Yelich. I mean, and, and when, if Yelich isn't going to do 241, right? I mean, that's such a huge drop off from an MVP campaign year. Um, and and look at the RBI drop off. And then where are they going to generate offense? The on base percentage is so low for this team that they go through these these long runs. We see a total tonight, Amal, of nine in the Great American Small Park. If I was looking at a total, I'd look at five in the first five here with the pitchers batting four times. You're saying under five? Under five, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad play. I always have a hard time at this ballpark of taking unders. But again, you know, this year uh, we've seen games lean towards that. But over the last couple of weeks, it's changed. A I look at bit. that series two weeks ago with the Cubs, where every game was three two or two one, yeah. and, and they were in the and they were in the daytime in the small park. I mean, the Miller Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, the Cubs only score two runs most games anyhow. You 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 detailed that before the break. Uh, let's look at a, an inner uh, league matchup tonight as the Tampa Bay Rays travel west and north to go to uh, to go to Atlanta to take on the Braves. I think it's a key series, Amal, because the Braves right now, this National League East is a big mashup, right? And you know, our friend Josh Towers think the Mets are not going to do it, that he doesn't think they're going to win it. Well, who's going to pick up the pieces? Can the Braves do it without Acuna? Is it the Phillies? They've got some starting pitches. Is it still the Nats? I don't know. It's, it's sort of anybody's guess in the East. And, of course, the Rays competing with the Red Sox at the top of the AL East here. Charlie Morton goes tonight. He was terrific in his last start before the break. He pitched against the Marlins. Seven shutout innings. I'm just a little bit surprised that that Tampa is set up so that they get Michael Waka tonight uh, to come off of the All-Star break um, when they've had uh, starters who've been more consistent. F- two of Waka's four last, uh, his last four starts, he gave up five earned or more them all here. We see the Braves as the favorite tonight in this game here in Atlanta with Charlie Morton. I'm not know if you're interested in laying this price or if you would look at the run line or if you're even like the dog here. It's uh, it's 130. You can get 105 on the run line. Yeah, I don't mind taking a shot with the yeah. Braves here because it's a lower price with Morton on the mound against mm-hmm. Waka. Really, yeah. it's a play against Waka more than anything else for me. I don't particularly care for the Braves as much in this spot. But Michael Waka, I'm not a big fan of his at this uh, point. Um, you know, Mike, look at his 1.33 whip. That can be a concern, especially against this Braves team. Despite the fact no Acuna for the rest of the year, they can still hit the ball at SunTrust. So could be a challenge for this uh, Tampa team. Yeah, if you want to lay a run and a half, you get back plus 150. Last game we want to look at here, Padres-Nationals. Um, all this was a, a series I thought that stood out. They played four games at the beginning of last week at Petco, which is, a, a we say, a pitcher-friendly park, right? It's tough to really drive the ball out of Petco. These teams in four games combined for 60 runs. That's 15 runs a game. You get Paddock and Fetty tonight. Paddock's been awful. He's lost his last three starts. I said to my friend E, how long... How long is Tingler going to keep him in the starting rotation if he goes like this? My interest here is on the total. I know it's a National League park, but nine and a half. These two teams play, like I said, to an average of 15 runs in San Diego, where it's harder to score than in Washington, D.C. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you one thing. Keep in mind, in the nation's capital, in the summertime, you can get a ton of runs scored at Nats Park. So this could be a higher scoring game, as you alluded to. The concern I always have is, can this Washington offense get some production outside of Trey Turner and Juan Soto? If you, they can, you know they can score a ton of runs. Um, but I think this could be a fairly high-scoring game, 6-4, 7-5 type of game. Yeah, you see, look, interesting in a National League game, the first five is 5.5, the total game is 9.5. Well, I think they like San Diego's bullpen a little bit, but to me, um, that's an interesting number at 5.5. Would you Remember, take it over? Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, I'd rather play the 9.5 over. Especially get the 4-4 with these runners on second base when you get to extra innings. True. You can score an unlimited amount of runs. When we come back, we'll look at where Amal and I are taking our action today, as well as Game 5 of the NBA Finals.
The college football season is right around the corner, as Brent referenced, and that means the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch, so you have a betting edge for this college football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early, so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN's All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm all are you excited to get your hands on a copy of our college football betting guide? No, it's a little bit out of my price range. I'm saving that money for a salad at a restaurant or two. Uh, you know, for me, though, I'm not sure if I'm going to get the guide. You know, we have too many people take the Kansas City Royals this year. I'm thinking they may have KU to win the Big 12. They gave you a good run for three or four weeks, though, at 40 to 1, didn't they? Yeah, you know, the good news for me is the season's about 27 weeks, 26 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> All right. Um, you were you were red hot uh, before we hit the All-Star break. And then, of course, not not many games this week, not much to bet on. I know you're doing some tennis on your own overnights, but we don't have the lines really yeah. to give out when the show is on. So no play today for you. I do have three plays. They're all baseball here. Uh, we talked about the Reds-Brewers game already. I have the Reds to win the division. I'm going to stay with him tonight. I got this number early before it moved to 130. I got it at William Hill uh, with Molly tonight against the Brewers who are throwing Hauser. Uh, very important matchup to set the tone in this first game, and the Reds have all the momentum here. We saw the White Sox a couple of weekends ago go to Houston and get waxed by the Astros. <laughs> yeah. Now they come back and they go to Chicago McCullers tonight against Cease. I cannot forget. Uh, please call him by your proper name. Deceased. Like. <laughs> Dylan Cease. I cannot forget when our friend Wayne Krivsky was in studio with us. And he said off air during during the break, if you take out Cease's numbers against the Tigers, he's been terrible. Yeah. And he, he really has here. I, I think it's a pretty cheap price on a good Astros lineup. McCullers, I'm going to lay a short price on the road tonight. Uh, with the Astros. Go ahead. Mark. I didn't play this game. I'm actually opposite of you here. Do you like I, the I, I Cease like, tonight? Uh, well, it's <laughs> more, I like the White Sox at home. I, I think they're going to find a way to win this game. They got embarrassed down in Houston. What an ambush job here. You got no plays, but you really have a play no, against I, I, me. I, no, I, no, I don't have a play. Oh, I don't have you a play. Just, you like I, the other yeah, side. I, I, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a play if I didn't make the play myself. I didn't make a play. <laughs> <laughs> There's the graphic. We can show the graph. For those of you watching at home, uh, you see the graphic. For those listening on iHeart, uh, or on the app, it's, it's blank. But I do want to bring up a Mall's record. I thought you could get to 100 wins by the All-Star break. You came awful close, 98-80-1. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, I don't want to force anything last week or so. Haven't had a lot of options, but we'll get there. Uh, you know, getting ready, college football. I can't wait. I mean, we're going to be able to fire. By the way, I was really happy we had a guy stop by the other day after the show, oh, yeah. and he comes up to us talking to us, and he, and he said he went and bet the Suns. I'm, I'm sorry, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Um, he laid a uh, four instead of four and a half. He bought the hook and came down to four. I was happy to win my bet, but I was really happy because he said, you know, hey, this is a pretty big bet I made, and uh, I bet a thousand bucks. So cash on that game one. Four. Game four, right? Or you had the small bet on him. You yeah. had the large bet game three Sunday night. Yeah, I thought the game three spot was a lot different than game four, and we saw it with Milwaukee so many times in the postseason, Mike. And just for future reference, kind of store this away. You see these teams that have an opportunity to kind of bounce back that are good enough. I'm not talking about a team like. You know that you could potentially face a sweep like the Miami Heat did against the Bucks, but a team like uh, Milwaukee against the Phoenix, good spot. And my final play today is I'm going to take a guy I've taken a couple times this year, and he's been a very good ROI pitcher. Is Chris Flexen? I uh, don't understand this number for Seattle plus one thirty three against Mister Haney going for the Angels tonight. Well, what is that all about? Your buddy Derek Stevens yesterday on a very combative segment on My Guys in the Desert <laughs> said he likes the Angels to win the World Series. He said they have a great lineup. If they can just replace eight or nine pitchers, they'll be in good shape. I would agree with him in one area if this were 2002. 
I mean, come on. Who are you? What are you kidding me? I don't get it, too. I thought Flexen would be a very short dog to get 133 on him here. Haney hasn't been great. The Angels have a lot of issues. The only starter I like for them is Sandoval. Bundy's regressed this year. So I know the Seattle offense is not as potent as the Angels offense, but I'll take Flexen and the, and the numbers he's put up this year at plus 133 in a spot against a team that they're well ahead of in the standings, actually. Yeah, you know, I, you know, but just kind of, well, what is Derek seeing? I mean, what, what do we have? Garrett Anderson, Kingfish out in uh, right field over there. What's going on here? He loves the lineup. Salmon, the Anderson. Question, the question who has written, you know, all the questions are written by our producer, Jacob Roach, when we go on that orchestrated segment now, uh, is which second-place team do you like to win a division? And Derek said, I don't like any of the second-place teams. I like a fourth-place team. He, li- he liked the Angels. So I said, yeah, they drafted 20. They drafted all pitchers, so that tells you what they think of their pitching staff. Let's them all now before we run out of time because we're going to take a look at uh, the Buccaneers in the last segment or the Saints in the last segment. Let's talk about Game Five uh, yep. Saturday night um, and and the current numbers that we have. And if you have any plays here, I know you've said you like the Bucks to win Game Six at home and then either to win Game Five or Game Seven on the road and win this series. We saw this number open at four; it ticked down immediately. It's still sitting at three and a half here with the total, which has come down after the under in Game Four of two eighteen. So it's Phoenix three and a half. Total of 218. I don't know who's going to win this game. I give Milwaukee a slight edge. If this game hits four, I'll probably make a play on Milwaukee. Not an overwhelming play, but just a, a smaller play. The other thing is, if you like Phoenix, Mike, I think take a look at the first half here. I think the crowd will be fired up. Good opportunity. Probably get a two, maybe a one and a half potential if the line comes down a little bit. I think the Suns could come out and play well early on. Brent brought up a point about Chris Paul's wrist. Some area of concern there. Also, can Milwaukee defensively negate what Booker's been able to do of late? That's going to be critical. And then we'll get an idea in this game how Holiday and Middleton shoot the basketball, what Milwaukee's going to be able to do. I'll tell you one thing, Mike. If Milwaukee finds a way in this game, that's it. We're not coming back from Wisconsin. Let's take a, let's take a look at the series price right now. You said you do like the Bucks to win it. You get back plus 125. Phoenix still favored, having home court advantage, minus 145. Oh, Your position- hold on, let me interrupt you. We either play the Bucks at four games to two or four games to three. It's plus $3 and plus 350. Forget your plus 125. Okay, thank you very much. Uh <laughs> <laughs> finals MVP we've talked about this at length on this program right now with the series tied 2-2 Giannis back to the favoritism role at plus 130 Chris Paul who had an awful game in game number 4 several key turnovers down the stretch has gone from minus 230 to plus 175 right now Devin Booker plus 260 and our guy Chris Middleton at 30-1 to yeah I think it's going to be Giannis uh, even Giannis is a better player than the Bucks because the Bucks are not going to win the series without him and Mike there's that little remote chance not likely because Giannis didn't play particularly well in game 4 but if Giannis has two big games to close out this series, let's say he's got 40-point games, and if they don't win uh, somehow, even the series ends, but he has monster games, he could, unlikely, but could be the finals MVP. Is there any shot Booker, if he comes with 40, 40 the next three games and they win in seven and Paul is not outstanding, has a shot to win this? Well, or is this I, a Chris Paul storyline only? No, I think Chris Paul has been atrocious. Yeah. 15 turnovers the last three, <laughs> you know, last three games. I don't think John Stockton or Jason Kidd were putting up those types of numbers since he's been compared by some people that really don't know basketball to him, but okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting there. Uh, I, to me, I haven't made a play on this series yet. I've pulled for you when you've made bets on it. I, geez, I think the game, I mean, when you have a series where the, the it's four on the road, it's four either way, like you said, take it or lay it to four. You're yeah. going to make that. It's just really tough to bet. You're good at finding situational spots. It's just not something I'd like to address. I know Gil likes the over in this game. Come down a couple points to 218. 
but I'm not going to have a play on it. I'll be playing some uh, Gold Cup soccer in half of this weekend as well as the baseball. When we come back, here's one of the more interesting teams with the retirement of Brew Drew Brees. Do we see the Saints take a significant drop-off, or are they still a playoff team in the NFC? That's next on The Nuts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. With, with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9. With it, Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. He's Amal Shaw. I'm Mike Palm. We're going to continue our preview of the NFC South. We did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs yesterday. Amal, today the Saints. I think this is one of the more intriguing teams to try to handicap because of the loss of Breeze. But, I mean, this team was so solid all year long. 
And let's face it, Breeze was not the same Breeze as he was the first 10, 12 years of his career last year. Obviously, his arm strength had had diminished. Now you get Jameis Winston come into the fold. You still have that weird arrangement with Sean Payton using Taysom Hill in different situations. But let's take a look at first the team odds, and then after that we'll look at the individual odds. Uh, to win the Super Bowl this year, they are plus 2,500. To represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, 12-1. to 1. To win this division that features the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and remember, the Saints are the defending division champs. They lost at home to the Bucs in the playoffs. It's plus three dollars. A win total of nine and eight, juiced a little bit. To, uh, a win total of nine, which would mean nine and eight with seventeen game season, juiced just a bit to the over at minus one fifteen. If you like the under, you only have to lay a nickel. And then evenly here on making or missing the playoffs on a thirty cent line, lay fifteen cents either way. They make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. You know. Um... I tell you, I'm not a big fan of them to win the Super Bowl this year. I feel like they missed their windows of opportunity. They had probably three or four years of one. I know a lot of people in New Orleans and the Bayou will complain about the non-call in the playoff game, but you still got the ball first in overtime at home. you got to figure out a way to go score. Um, but when you look at it, the intriguing one to me is the win total at over nine. I, I don't know. I think it's right where it should be, so it's not a play. And then make the playoffs. I lean with them making the playoffs. Mike, remember, we have three wild card teams that are going to make it. We're assuming there are going to be two from the West. I believe it's going to be the Rams win the division, then Seahawks and uh, Saints, excuse me, Seahawks and 49ers get in the playoffs. And then is it going to be Minnesota or Chicago out of the North? Because I still believe Aaron Rodgers will be back in Green Bay and the Packers win that division. And I don't think a team from the NFC East is going to be a second team in the postseason outside of the division champion. So I still look towards... The New Orleans Saints here, Carolina and Atlanta are still a little bit away away in terms of getting to the postseason. Well, let's take a look at their schedule in terms of their non-division games. They get to host Green Bay opening week, and I thought this was an intriguing number to have to come up with as well. Obviously, Brent mentioned the the uncertainty of if Rodgers is going to still be with the Packers, and that changes everything in both the NFC North and the AFC West. Uh, They get to host the Packers in New Orleans the first week. Um then they have to go to Foxborough. They host the Giants. That looks like a winnable game. At Washington's an interesting game uh, with Fitzpatrick there now. I think that game will be close to a pick em. They get their bye early, which I don't love. Uh, they have to go to a very tough place to play. They have to go to Seattle. Um, they have to go to Tennessee. A winnable game at the Eagles. They get the Bills at home. I think that's important. They don't have to go to Orchard Park. They get the Cowboys at home. Another winnable game on the road at the Jets. They get the Dolphins at home, and then they finish out with uh, two division games, one on home and one on the road. You know, it's funny. In the NFL, when you look at the schedule, you sit there and say, okay, we think you can win this game or you're going to win that game. But it's not like college where you go, okay, these three non-conference games, Alabama's going to win by an average of 35 points. I mean, you look at these games, yeah, it's going to be tough to win in Seattle, extremely difficult. But remember, they went there, I think it was, what, two years ago and dominated the Saints in a game there with Teddy Bridgewater. That was quite a run by Bridgewater, what he did in those five games. Absolutely. And I don't think there's anything that you can say, this is a lock until we get in the season and see how things play out. But the schedule looks fairly challenging. But I still think they're good enough with their defense. The talent that they have on offense, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, this team becomes extremely dangerous. And if the quarterback play, look, I think Taysom and Jameis Winston have to, have to be pro passers. They've got to get the right guys to football. I still believe Sean Payton is the best play caller in the NFL with his creativity. And I love the major pace with Taysom Hill in there. I think it, and we argue this, you could say about all third teams that come down to the quarterback. But look, top defense and offense last yeah. year. An extremely balanced, and you're right. They can run the ball with Kamara. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. They're talented at the wide receiver position. 
How do you evaluate Jameis Winston? Is this a fresh start for him? Was he doomed by all those ter- uh, interceptions he threw? Did that become prolific? I mean, he was in the state of Florida between Florida State and Tampa Bay the whole time. It, it, it's a different play caller, though obviously Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich are talented play callers as well. But is this an opportunity for Jameis Winston to rewrite his own story? Here? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a great point you raise here. I still think Jameis can play. This guy was a first overall pick. It's very rare that you wind up with a situation where somebody is a Markel Fultz or something in the NBA. Uh, with Sean Payton, he will play to his strengths. If Jameis can cut down on some of the turnovers, remember, the one thing to keep in mind uh, with Tampa, they would risk some throws. And that's the one area where Jameis always made a mistake is he'd have an errant throw or two in a game that would just be catastrophic for the Buccaneers. Mike, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I think this team's going to be a little bit different. I'm looking forward to seeing how they are. I think there'll be a little bit more ball control at times. I don't think they're going to be able to take the top off the defense, which they were really unable to do last year anyway with Bree's lack of arm strength. Um, what I, Bree's lack of arm strength. Yeah, I got that from you, by the way. Um, Contagious. It really is. Uh, but this team's going to be interesting in terms of how it, play, it plays out, so we'll see. So. When I look before we get to the individual awards, when I look at this bet, I'm kind of focused either on the to- win total or on do they make the playoffs. I'm leaning a little bit yes to the playoffs at minus 115. And here's the question you have to ask: When you put them in this group, Vikings, Bears, Seahawks, 49ers, and Saints, do they rank amongst the top three? Yeah, because yes, those they are do. really the ones. I agree with you. I think the Rams are the best team in the West. We're going to assume Rodgers is back and Green Bay is going to win. I don't think you can get two teams out of the East. So where do they rank in that? And those five teams, three of them are going to be wild cards, most likely. And I feel better even even more so about my Rams play. Uh, early this morning, I was in the car, and I heard Keyshawn Johnson about 5 a.m. say he thinks the Rams are going to finish third in that division. So I thought for sure they're in a solidified position of finishing first there. Um, to me, when you look at this Saints team, I'm with you. They make the playoffs. I think you're going to get the greatness of Sean Payton this year. I think this is an opportunity for him to show how good he is. Can you imagine? And I'm not saying it's going to happen. If this team somehow had a great run into the postseason and got to the Super Bowl, I mean, think about how you would view Sean Payton taking with either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill there. Well, you're getting an upgrade in the in the arm talent with Winston over what Breeze was at the yeah. end of his career. Obviously, a decline in the in the IQ part of it, the football IQ part of it, I mean. Um, just because of Breeze's ability to read defenses and how he was able to be so successful over the year. But you now give him a whole offseason to work with Sean Payton, and, and I think there's a, a bit bigger ceiling for Jameis than people think, a higher ceiling. Well, remember, he's the first overall pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes a change of scenery can do people good, and I think this could be a situation that's the case. Let's take a look at the individual awards, and we'll, we'll talk at Sean Payton. You just alluded to this. If he takes this team and wins the division – Again, against the Super Bowl champ Buccaneers. I mean, you're looking at 18 to one for Coach of the Year for here. Real quickly, look, um, if the if the 49ers ban- bounce back, Kyle Shanahan doesn't get as much credit because the injuries last yep. year. If the Rams do well, McVay doesn't get credit because they acquired Matthew Stafford. Pete Carroll's Pete Carroll. Um, NFC East, they were decimated by injuries. Dallas and McCarthy won't get as much credit. Rivera's not going to get as much credit because they did well last year. Maybe Nagy, if the Bears really come up with a rookie quarterback. Or maybe Mike Zimmer, if the Bears have a trim, excuse me, the Vikings have a great run. To me, Sean Payton is the ideal guy in terms of from the NFC. I forget the AFC, yeah. but from the NFC perspective, at eighteen to one, I think it's a good play. Eighteen to one, and he's bringing back a lot of talent. Yeah. from a team that won a division, but yet the expectations are so much lower. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you one thing I don't like about these Coach of the Year bets. This is all just speculation on how people who are writers are going to vote for this. It's it's very subjective in terms of how people see it. And I always go back, and I reference this uh, so many times over the last uh, week that we've been talking about this, the 95 AL MVP went to Mo Vaughn. 
I mean, that's a crime if there ever was one. Jameis Winston is comeback player of the year, 16 to 1. No chance because I don't even know if he's going to qualify as comeback player of the year. It's going to be a Saquon Barkley or Dak Prescott or somebody coming off an injury. Injury like that. is much more likely than just a, a, a bad performance. Well, think about this. Alex Smith got comeback player of the year, right? Mm-hmm. They should name the award for him. Well, that's fine. But here's the thing. From a performance-based perspective, Alex Smith was not comeback player of the year. But it was the gravity of his injury. I get that. Mm-hmm. So let's define what this is. This is not a comeback in terms of performance. This is a comeback from injury type of situation. Alvin Kamara for Offensive Player of the Year, 16-1. to 1. You know, I don't think Alvin Kamara, even though he's phenomenal, I don't think this team can win without Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara both being great. So I think they would negate each other a little bit. And that answers the question on Michael Thomas, 30-1. Yeah. 30, 30 to 1. Cameron Jordan. Cam Jordan is Defensive Player of the Year, 50-1. to 1. Uh, maybe 500 to one and Malcolm Jenkins defensive player of the year. What's the number on him? Uh, 150 to one, 150,000 to one. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. No. Here's a prop bet that's available for the saints. Who will be the saints starting quarterback in week? Number one, will it be Jameis Winston? You've got a late two seventy five. Taysom Hill plus one eighty. My guy from Notre Dame, Ian book at 35 to one. Trevor Simeon at 35 to 1. Yeah, you know, Ian Book's probably going to make this roster because Simeon will cost more money being an experienced player, but um, I, I would not make this bet because Sean Payton may tell you it's going to be Taysom Hill and then start Winston, or, you know, he's going to tell you it's going to be Hill and then start uh, uh, Winston or something like that. I mean, vice versa. I, I don't like this one, Mike. Uh, this is a stay away from me. Amal, I want to ask a question I was going to ask Brent to close out the week, and it was about the AFC West, but it's about the curse of the Super Bowl loser. I mean, the data on this, and I don't know if we can draw conclusions for certain reasons or there are common reasons, but the team that loses the Super Bowl, only the Patriots in 2018 come back and lose the Super Bowl, win the next year in the last 48 years. Wow. Only three of the last 27 Super Bowl winners have even made it to their conference championship game the next year the next year, and 12 of those 27 didn't even make the playoffs. Does this mean the AFC West and the AFC is opened up because the Chiefs have to go through this curse? I think it's going to be a little bit more competitive. I think Buffalo, Cleveland are all improved teams, even though the Bills really didn't make too many acquisitions or anything that changes them. But the one thing to remember, a lot of times certain teams may sneak through the cracks. They may not be as good as you initially thought. And then one other point that I want to make on this is that the NFL, there's so much parity. I think that's what makes it so tough. At the end of the day, it's just that it's such a competitive league. You need the bounces and the breaks. You mentioned yesterday, not a lot of injury bucks. Talk with your bets on MLB, on CAFA Gold Cup, on Game 5 of the NBA Finals, on the Scottish Open. Stay with Beeson. Betting across America is... I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.